Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone, this is The Roman Show for the week of December 19th, 2016. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman. Today we welcome the boys of Margate. The punk band is releasing or has released their latest EP or LP, Snow Day, highlighting some great holiday music. This plus much more on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Fido, go. Fido, Surgeon, go. Fido, GNC, we're going. Down here, go. Control, go. Go, go. FAO, we are go. Network, go. Recovery, go. Capcom, we're go. Flight, launch control. This is Houston. We are go for launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Okay, everyone, welcome to The Roman Show. Once again, I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman, joined alongside my co-host, George Alonzo, and the host of Reality Show, which you can hear every single Monday and anytime on demand on The Roman Show Network, Mr. George Alonzo. What are you sipping on this time? A citrus margarita. Went for strawberry, pineapple, and now we're a citrus. Yep, it's actually very good for you. Yeah, it, it, it tastes great. You want to? You want to taste? Thanks again for tuning in, folks. Today we have, or on this episode, we have the boys of Margate. They'll be talking about their latest EP, Snow Day, highlighting some great holiday music. Featuring some great punk music. So um, Alex and Steve are on the show later on today to talk about that awesome EP or LP of uh, Snow Day from Margate. All the way from California, they joined us here on the Roman Show to talk about the great music. And perhaps some a little bit about the, their upcoming tour and so much more. I'd like to tell you all that on January 7th, he got some great MMA action here in South Florida. The BMR XFN returns to action. And uh, they'll be featuring some great, great MMA uh, amateur fighting. And also on January 21st, Titan FC returns in uh, Coral Gables, Florida and live on UFC Fight Pass. Check both of those events out right here in South Florida or catching on TV, whatever you may like. Uh, shout out there to Athlon Rub. Athlon Rub, rub it on your body while you train, after you train, during your train, and you are going to feel like a stud. And you know, George... I got to tell you something. This past weekend, I tried uh, this great, great, great thing. I mean, it, it, when, when you think about it, when you see the images, you're really like, what the hell is this? So I said to myself, well, why not? You know, thankfully, I, I have a really good friend of mine, Hector Lombard, and his wife, uh, Lauren, uh, and they, Hector Lombard being a UFC fighter, um, they own uh, Fire and Ice. Cryotherapy Spa in Coconut Creek. So what is this thing? Right. So it, it, basically, they put you inside this machine. And, and I'm not kidding. I'm sure you saw this right there. Yeah, all, yeah, all this smoke is coming out. It's not really smoke. It's actually uh, ice. And um, so I said, you know, let me try this out. I said, what the, what the heck is this? You know, I've seen it on TV. I've seen all these athletes use it. And uh, I got in there. It was actually a Friday night uh, at around... Uh, 9.30 p.m. Now, who in the hell 
has a right mind to go in there and get his ass frozen at, you know, 10 o'clock at night. But either way, I did. And I got to tell you, I felt like a champ, no lie. The next day I woke up, I usually get some tense pain in my calf because of all the training. And I have to tell you, I felt like a champ. I'm not lying. I'm not making this up. Check it out. You want to give a shout out to Fire and Ice Cryotherapy Spa. They're located in uh, Coconut Creek and also in Davie. You can call uh, 954-906-5656 or just visit FireEyeSpa.com. You'll thank me later. All right. Well, with that said, let's go ahead and let's talk about some pro wrestling on Reality Check. Well, George, Reality Check, uh, of course, you can listen to Reality Check every Monday or on demand anytime on the Roman Show Network, but this is the program time here in the program, the Roman Show, where we talk about pro wrestling, and, you know, you and I have been speaking about this, you are not a fan, uh, I, I like it, I, I don't care what you say, but Apocalypto, um, Total Non-Stop Deletion, aired last week on the um, the Pop Network, I have to admit, I'm not a strong follower of TNA Impact Wrestling, but this got my attention. So I decided myself to watch it. And I have to tell you, tell you that I did not catch it live, but I caught it later. I think it was on Friday or Saturday that uh, I was watching this thing late night. And uh, I said, let me give it a chance. I, I want to see what's going on in the mind of Matt Hardy. And it's something that you and I are not really uh, used to seeing, but... It was pretty entertaining. I, I liked the, the whole Itchweed character. I liked this craziness of people shooting each other with fireworks. You know, I thought it was entertaining. Call it what you want. Okay, look, I'll give it that much. Entertaining. It was different. I'll label it all of that. But when I heard commentary, like saying, Itchweed makes his in-ring debut. So you're telling me that Jeff Hardy's never been in an in-ring before? And like, and it's kind of like contradicting itself because you were hearing on commentary, Itchweed makes his debut, and then you hear them say, "Oh, this is one of Jeff Hardy's imaginary characters." So you are kind of admitting, "Hey, that's Jeff Hardy," but Itchweed is the, what? It made no sense. But he had the crowd; people were, you know, cheering his name, and, and it was. Look, Matt Hardy. How many, how many, how many gimmicks does Jeff Hardy have? He has now Itchweed. He has the, the Willow, which I mean, they are pretty much they're all the same. They just wear masks, right? Yeah, but the the thing is, is that like to me, I was like, okay, like I said, I'll give the credit where credit's due for the entertainment, for being different. It, it was something we don't catch every day on the WWE or shoot even on TNA programming. But you know, when it comes to Hey, are you going to consider it one of the best wrestling shows ever? No. I don't think so. Should they do a Total Apocalypto 2? You know they are. Because people are just curious. It's not even the fact of, hey, I'm going to tune in because it's going to be a good wrestling match. I'm going to tune in just to see what Matt Hardy can do next. Because if there's one thing Matt Hardy has done, is one-up each and everything that he's done in the past. So everything just keeps on getting more different and more weird every episode he's on. 
Well, one thing is certain is, and I we we read a blog there from uh, one of the bloggers, and he he said it best that uh, the the Matt Hardy compound needs a break after having you know, three shows in that area, and not only that, shooting each other with uh, you know fireworks could go so far. Let me tell you, fireworks hurt. I I I. You caught that video of that one man blowing himself up with the uh, firecrackers? Did you see? Did you see that one? Though? No, I have not seen that video, but I have been hit by a firework, and it, don't don't think it's it, it it's like oh ooh it's just a spark. No, it hurts. Well, remind me to show you that video. You got a guy, a big dude, literally he grabs the firecrackers, wraps himself around, or wraps himself around with the firecracker and blows itself out. You trust me? We'll talk about. Is there it. gore on that? Just 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 watch. I'm not watching if there's gore. Because I'm dashing, and I don't need to be watching things like that. All right, moving forward. Uh, but listen, my opinion. I like the Pacalepto. Matt Hardy, great job. Okay, fine. But I, I, my opinion's different. So your opinion is delete. Delete. All right, well. Well, it now turns out Royal Rumble's going to have Kevin Owens and uh, Roman Reigns once again. This time Owens putting the universal title on the line. George, how far can you go with Roman Reigns? They keep putting, they keep shoving him down our throats. Can, can, can we just stop it already? It seems, you know, and you and I were just having a conversation about Monday Night Raw. There hasn't been a really good Monday Night Raw. And not only that, it just seems to keep shoving the same people down our throat. Like, we have to have it. We see the same people, we see the same feuds for over and over and over again. Look, this is the way I'm I'm looking at it. It's not the fact that they're shoving it. It's the fact that, you know, it's the best for ratings right now. And, and I understand your frustration. But here's how I'm looking at it also in the big picture. We're in WrestleMania season. We're entering WrestleMania season. Royal Rumble is next month. And say Roman Reigns wins the title. Who can we see him work a program with heading into WrestleMania for the 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 world championship, like I can't like off the top of my head, I can't really think of anyone off the top of my head who Roman can work with, like to establish a story per se. But Kevin Owens already has that story. So me going into Royal Rumble, I really hope Kevin Owens wins the match, and possibly Chris Jericho wins the Royal Rumble and cashes it on Kevin Owens for WrestleMania. So you have Jericho as a champion? No, I think uh, Jericho will lose at WrestleMania and make his farewell for his before his tour uh, with Fozzie. So you you think that having Jericho main event uh, at WrestleMania? Yes. Well, actually, from what I'm hearing, is uh, it's going to be John Cena and The Undertaker, which is one of those rumored main events. Apparently, come into going into Royal Rumble where we might again rumor uh, see Undertaker versus AJ Styles for the championship, where Undertaker will prevail and go defend the championship against John Cena at WrestleMania in a title versus career match. But basically, uh, which would be phenomenal, mind you. Like the fans, you you already know the fans. You got your Undertaker fans, and then you got the people who hate John Cena. The crowd is going to be insane, especially because in Florida. So you definitely got a win-win there. So WWE, do the smart thing. But again, going back to what we were talking about, you know, it, it's I don't see it being a main event, but I see it being 
a an established story for WrestleMania. Because think about it, if even if Kevin Owens wins, who can you set up with in, if you win the Royal Rumble? Who? Who? Now, unless they do the John Cena winning the Rumble again, then yay, whoop de doo But you know, it's that's how I'm seeing it. That that's all. You think uh, Jericho going into WrestleMania as a champion? Facing off whoever the winner of the Royal Rumble is? No, I think Kevin Owens will be the champion, and Kevin Owens, I mean, sorry, yeah, Kevin Owens will be the champion, and Jericho will win the Royal Rumble. Okay, I, that, that, that'd be a pretty good... It, it's the most sensible thing that I could think about right now. With Jericho winning the title? No, losing, and then saying, okay, this was my last match, uh, Until uh, now I'm going to go tour with Fozzie, and I'll see you again in a year or two. Makes good sense. All right, well, uh, that that's a pretty good uh, analyzation there but by, by, by George. And, you know, as we get closer to the Royal Rumble and uh, obviously WrestleMania, there's a lot of twists and turns that we'll be seeing and make sure that the Roman show will be in Orlando covering all the great hoopla, the stories, uh, the the people that we meet, the, you know, weirdos. <laughs> yeah, I don't think weirdos cut it, man. Uh, at least that description. I, I remember, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't know this to have that here, but at WrestleCon, uh, when WrestleMania came to South Florida, they had this, uh, uh, and I can't remember, it's here in my mind, but it was like the, the horrible wrestling commentating, or $5 wrestling, where Cole Cabana and, um, I don't know, them, someone else, they just basically commented, uh, commentated horrible wrestling. I uh, don't know if they're still gone, but Cole Cabana, if you're listening to us, if you're going to do this time of year, bring it back. It's pretty funny stuff. And while they had that, I got to tell you, it was one of the funniest things. You had people wearing some really, 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 really eye-opening attire. And I'm talking about a guy who probably weighs you know, over 300 pounds wearing a trunk dressed up as the Macho Man <laughs> at uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, that That's a scary sight. <laughs> Well, I will tell you something that's not so scary, and that is the latest LP from uh, Margate, Snow Day, which actually was uh, released last week. And uh, in this LP, you got some great holiday music, some good punk rock holiday music. Margate joins us right here in the Roman Show to talk about their uh, their LP. And uh, sorry, it's all the eggnog I've had. And talk about their upcoming tour, and well... The punk rock scene, you know, where is it at? This year, believe it or not, George, you got some old school bands. I feel so bad saying it, but old school bands like Green Day. To me, they're not old school because, you know, we grew up with those bands. But you had uh, Green Day, Good Charlotte, Blink-182, Sum 41. They all dropped albums this year. So it's like a comeback for all these mainstream punk bands. And uh, Margate is aware of that, but they're saying, you know, even though those mainstream bands have dropped an album and, and there's a lot of success behind it, you know, we guys, like us, Margaret, that are coming up, which I, they, they, they've been around for over 10 years, but they still exist and good punk rock, good punk rock still exists. And Margate is a testament to that. Check them out right here in The Roman Show. We'll be right back with Margate. <laughs>
Welcome back, everyone, to The Roman Show. Uh, of course, make sure to follow us on social media at The Roman Show on Twitter. And like us on Facebook. That's Roman Show Media. All right, guys. Well, coming up, it's a holiday season. Everyone's getting festive. Well, one band particularly is celebrating the holidays by releasing a new EP titled Snow Day. On the line, we have the boys of Margate. We got Alex and Steve all the way from California. Welcome to the Roman Show, guys. Thanks, Roman. How are you? Hello, hello. Awesome. I, I can't complain. I know we're enjoying here. We're in South Florida, so we enjoy the weather. So we got that uh, in common there in California. You guys got great weather, too. But here you are. You're releasing this this, this EP uh, just in time for the holidays. It's titled Snow Day. What was the whole inspiration behind the holiday music and and, uh, and bringing it up to, to, to the fans? We've been talking about writing a holiday song, one holiday song for years now, instead of putting up our usual cover of Silent Night every year on YouTube. Uh, so we decided about last Christmas that if we were going to do anything about it, we better start writing. So we started writing in January uh, earlier this year, and uh, we were originally just going to do one song, but then... Three songs came out of the whole thing. Uh, we just felt like having that that winter spirit. And, and feel free, Alex. And feel free, Alex or Steve, just to talk. Or I know it's a little difficult because we're doing it over the phone. Just to to answer the question there. So one one song led to the other, and obviously you guys put out are going to be putting out five songs, and uh, the EP is released on December 16. Is is it kind of challenging to put these songs out there's so many songs out there when it comes to holidays but what what makes it different what do you look for into writing some of these lyrics that could stand out well i think a lot of the christmas songs and the holiday songs that are out are you know they're they're legendary and they've been around for a long time so we were just trying to give a, a different perspective to people and and, and to the, the lives that we've lived a different sort of perspective on Christmas. Everybody gets so depressed during Christmas, thinking about relatives that have passed and they're lonely and depressed. We kind of wanted to, to change that dynamic and make it a bit more fun. And, I don't know, at least more fun for us. I think that was Steve. This is Alex talking now. Yeah, it, it, uh, you know, everyone's heard Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, White Christmas. What's the other the one that's on? Dominic the Donkey. Dominic the Christmas Donkey. Did you know about that song? <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet. I know the Adam, the Adam Sandler oh, one is famous. So, Dominic the Christmas Donkey. Dominic the Donkey is a New Jersey legendary Christmas song. You gotta hear it. Yeah, you should check it. it out. Maybe you can play that on your show. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> We're in California, but Steve's actually from New Jersey. Uh-huh. There so, you uh-huh. So we're out here in California, and especially on the song Snow Day, we had to refer to Steve as far as what goes down on these East Coast snow days because here in Cali, in Southern California, we don't normally get snow days very much. Uh-huh. So we kind of had, had to go refer to how he grew up. I think Charlie Sheen's the only one getting snow days out here. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're talking about a great, the, the great music is coming out in, uh, on December 16th, but you guys released last year uh, an album in 2015, Beards in Paradise. Prior to that, you had released uh, Margie, the self-titled album in 2012. In there, you had Rock and Roll, uh, Reserve. So, what's up with new music? Are, are you guys going to re- release a new album soon? Are you working on that? I know you guys are not promoting uh, the holiday uh, songs, but anything else you guys are also brewing as well at the same time? 
Yeah, we're all, we're always brewing something. Something's always going on. We get together often, um, and we've always got ideas flowing here and there. Um, so I'm sure that we'll have something coming out next year as well. Yeah, we, this is Steve. We really set our sights on uh, at the beginning of this year. Was really focusing to make sure that we had the Christmas album uh, and the Christmas EP rather out in time for Christmas. So everything else was kind of put on the back burner. And then we did do a, a split seven inch with a, a buddy band of ours called Strike Twelve, where uh, it's called uh, Strike Twelve and Margate Do Each Other, where we essentially did each other's songs. Hmm. Um, and so, so we, maybe we'll have some more of that coming up next year. That or, might be a case. Yeah. You know, I, we really don't know exactly, but we do have some stuff in the works. We just don't know. We're not sure exactly where we're going to focus our energy at this point. Yeah. Those last three, the last three titles that you had mentioned, they all came out on Cyber Tracks, um, and that's with uh, El Jefe of No Effects yeah. Yeah. and his wife uh, Genevieve. And so we're just excited to have this winter release out with them. Um, because we'll be playing a, a show next Friday here in Hollywood for their for the Cybertracks Christmas party. Well, how cool! Is um, that? With, with Unwritten Law, Pulley, the new plant. plants. Um, so it's going to be a, a lot of fun for us to, to do something like that. That's a great um, lineup. And I'm pleased. We'll, yeah, we'll see what we can do for next year. Now, I also wanted to get your opinion, guys, because you guys been around since 2003, 2003, uh, that are more than, 30, than 10 years now. Uh, what do you see? What do you see the the current stage of punk rock? I mean, this year we heard bands like very mainstream bands like Blink One Eighty Two and uh, Some Forty One and even Good Charlotte. They put out albums this year. But do you think the punk rock is still there? We're gonna see some more music coming from those bands and guys like yourselves putting out some new stuff that's gonna rally up the fans to come out and enjoy the shows. Yeah, I mean, this is Steve. I mean, the whole all bases of punk rock and, and how it all started right was just people wanting to go out and make their music and do their thing so whether or not it's you know absorbed by mainstream radio or acknowledged by you know people with major music labels it, it, it's sort of irrelevant the music's always going to be there because it's coming from a place that people are creating it in a genuine in a genuine fashion it's not necessarily created just for marketing purposes or we have to release it at this time or do this type of song and it's coming from you know the stuff that we listen to and what we like playing yeah what we like playing i think that will always be around because there will always be musicians that are doing it for the love of, of actually just creating music and doing what they want rather than for you know marketing reasons and to, to generate revenue because if you're getting into making music to make money <laughs> you're better off getting into banking or stocks or something to that effect because you know unless you're you know the top one percent of musicians you're not really making a living off music generally yeah. the shows are still full this is alex by the way yeah. uh the shows are still full of people and there's always uh seems to be people that still love punk. And, you know, the whole thing when, uh, you know, punk is dead or is punk coming back. Um, a lot of these bands that you mentioned, like Blink-182 and Sum 41, th those guys are putting albums out. Green Day just put a new album out as well. Yep. Um, everything kind of goes in waves, and so there, there might be a rejuvenation of as far as, like, mainstream might happen, but even if it doesn't, there's still... You know, there's still punk rock being made, and with shows like yours to help uh, get that to the people, I mean, we appreciate you doing that, and, you know, there's so many with online and, and blogs and 
different websites that, that just cater to the punk rock community, um, it's still all there and it's, it's totally uh, relevant and regardless of age. We're seeing people at our shows that are from 12 years old to like in their 60s. Yeah, I think I think that's a beautiful thing about it, and I, I want to make sure that I would love to hear as far as any places you have on tour or any 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 of the cities you have in mind of visiting in 2017. But make sure to pencil in South Florida in there. Oh, we'd love to get out to Florida. I'd love to. We we were scheduled to play the fest a couple of years ago, but uh, it really when push came to shove, it didn't make sense for us to to get all the way out there. What we had going on with our daytime job. It made it pretty difficult, but we would love to get out to Florida and South Florida and kind of romp around out there, go wrestle with some alligators and, you know, go to little Havana and eat some uh, fried lobsters and shit oh. like that. It would be amazing. So you guys know a little about little Havana. When you're out here, you got to get some Cuban coffee. You you guys know about that stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll that <laughs> Cuban coffee will wrap you, wrap you around the moon. We need that over here. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Alex, Steve, I want to thank so much for your time again. Uh, Snow Day comes out December 16th, the EP. Check that out. you got some holiday favorites from Margate. And, of course, check out the great work. It's a Beers in Paradise. Margate, the self-titled album is already. You can check it out on Spotify, on iTunes, any of those places. You can check out the great music. Anything else you guys want to add? Uh, just a thousand thanks to you, my friend. Thanks for having us. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. We appreciate you. Thank my, you much. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Steve Al. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. All right, George, it's now time to talk some mixed martial arts as we get closer to Ronda Rousey's return versus Amanda Nunes, the champion who puts her title on the line for the first time. She defends it at the upcoming pay-per-view December 30th. Will it be... A good 2017 for Ronda Rousey, or will the success of Amanda Nunes from 2016 carry on to the new year? We still have to await for that. But one thing that we did see is this past weekend, George, on the UFC and Fox uh, title uh, fight card, was Paige Van Zandt lost against Michelle Waterston, and North Sagecut also lost uh, in his fight against none other than Mickey Gall. So one thing that has been hitting the internet is that the UFC tends to fight, you know, just like in the East, they they, they fight their own fighter or you know, woman fighter or male male fighter who they value and say, this guy could get me money. And in this case, for both North Stage Cut and Payne Vanzant, both of them came up short. <laughs> well, just to reiterate on Paige Vanzant, let me tell you something. That woman has a heart of a warrior. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, to think for such a young fighter like her, and, and not to bring up wrestling in this uh, MMA talk, but, you know, just the fact that she's such a young fighter and she's being looked at just as good as a Ronda Rousey, like that she's being, she's, she, there's interest from multiple organizations to have Paige Van Zandt, you know, is phenomenal. And mind you, the cool part is, is that, like I said, she has a heart of a warrior. She did not tap to that choke out where a lot of people do. She accepted the, the KO. She, did, she refused to tap. And by all means, it, it, it showed a lot of heart by Paige. 
she came up short, like you said, but at the end of the day, I feel like her proving herself that saying, hey, I'm going to fight to the end, showed. And she did. And she surely did. And afterwards, she went on the record and said, hey, okay, I lost fair and square. Now it's just time uh, for me to work on my jiu-jitsu. That's the only thing, how per- the only way I'm going to get back. And uh, rightfully so. Same thing for North, North uh, Stage Cut. This is a guy the UFC has been banking on. He has great looks. He literally looks like a Ken doll, you know, from uh, the Barbie. And there's another guy who lost to Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall now is 3-0. North Stage Cut has a lot more fights uh, than him. But Mickey Gall obviously had that attention after defeating our boy, CM Punk. And nonetheless, it just hasn't gone uh, the best way. In fact, he moved up the ladder in weight class. Now North Sage kind of said that he's going down to 155. And uh, ironically enough, George, while North Sage Cut was in the back in the dressing room, he ran into our boys Nate and Nick Diaz. And I don't know what's going on there, but it seems like the Diaz brothers have possibly maybe extended a hand and welcomed North Sage Cut to their camp. So be pretty cool to see what happens in the uh, 209 camp of the Diaz brothers. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Listen, when you see such a combination like that, all you have to do is be curious, but curious in a good way. Because now you ask yourself, what's coming with that? Are we going to see a better fighter? Not saying he was bad, but are we going to see a better fighter? Are we going to see different game plan even from the Diaz camp? Like, there's a lot of different styles in that circle alone. And I... It, it 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 strikes my curiosity. See exactly what's gonna happen, but uh, let's see if uh, North Sage Cut, you know, the UFC's golden boy, can keep going and possibly learn a couple of things in the DS camps, if that is true, uh, and see if he makes a big change. Well, uh, as we mentioned earlier on, Ronda Rousey, Amanda Nunes coming up December 30th. Really excited about that. Some people are flipping coins. This is gonna win. I got my money on Amanda Nunes. Uh, but you know she has gone on the record and say that after the in the mid rounds, uh, Amanda Nunes gets tired, and it's it's true we've seen that. However, I think that Amanda Nunes has improved so much from those times that this fight will not go till the third round. Well, here's the thing: Amanda Nunes is someone very famous for ending the fight, if not in the first, at least in the second round. And this is listen. This is going to be a five star classic fight from the opening, you know, first round. Okay, it's going to be a knockout frenzy. These two women are going to bring their A game when it comes to submissions and stand up because they're both great in both areas. Now here's the thing: my money, and this is going to be unpopular for some, is on Ronda Rousey again. Because she has more to prove. She has a lot of pressure, and I'll tell you why. Number one, she lost a year ago. At that time, she was a beast. She was unstoppable. Well, it found, we found out that she is beatable, as Holly Holm discovered her weakness. Number two, since she's been out of, out of a year, they've been, again, when we talked about this last week, they've been hyping up Ronda Rousey, and, and for your, your dumb MMA fan that possibly has never seen MMA in his life or her life, and all of a sudden I'm tuning in to Fox, oh, wow, well, she's a champ. You're wrong, dude, because they've been giving her 
so much exposure. People think, those people that are not really true MMA fans or have not followed the sport rightfully so, they're going to assume that she's the champion because of all the exposure she's had. No, I understand. And again, look, it's like the Donald Trump situation. You know, the the nation, the the, the news, everyone was saying Donald is not going to win. Donald's not going to win. Donald's not going to win. And guess what happened? Donald won. So basically, look at it like that. The, the, the media, the fans, everyone's like, Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey's going to come back. She's going to win. She's going to win. And then all of a sudden, Nunes wins. Uh, it, it happens. It happens. And again, she, she's me- mentally, we don't know where Ronda Rousey is. We know that uh, you know, she's a strong woman, but at the same time, she has battled her demons. And in fact, someone said, and I can't remember one of the coaches, said that she should have taken a pre-fight or a warm-up fight before taking on Amanda Nunes, which makes sense because, again, this woman has not been in, a, in an octagon for a year. So she's lost touch. She's been busy filming movies, doing this, which is great. But you can't just come in there cold turkey and expect to win the title. I mean, it could happen. I'm not saying it can't. Yeah. But where's Ronda Rousey? We don't know where her mental, uh, her mentality is right now. Physically, she looks great, but where the hell is she mentally? Is she a fighter? Is she a movie star? What the heck is she? Well, here's the thing in that case. the I, I'm going to bring up something you brought up earlier that, of course, Holly Holm found her weakness uh, during their fight that she could be knocked out. Is that kind of like a scary factor for Ronda going into this fight? Because we all know how dangerous Nunes is at the stand-up game and how strong her punches are. You know, she might be a woman, but she hits like a man. So when Ronda goes in there into the octagon, she's not stepping in there with just a regular woman. No offense to all the people that she has fought, but she is not going in there with a regular woman. She's going in there with a woman with the strength of a man. And it's going to be a very tough fight. I got to tell you that comparing Holly Holm and and, and Amanda Nunes, I'm going to have to say Amanda hits a lot harder than Holly Holm. Not to take anything away from Holly Holm, because Holly Holm is is a boxing champion, for God's sake. But I personally know many people who have or train with Amanda Nunes, and she's training with dudes. She's throwing down with dudes. That, again, that's what I mean. Like, that's what I meant as far as, like, a woman with the strength of a man. And if you haven't seen her training videos, even watch that. She, she literally trains, like how you said, like a man. She throws down with the men. So it's a very hard fight to, to call. It's a very hard fight. My money's still on Ronda because the, the pressure is motivating her and the, the motivation should be enough for, to guide her to a title win because she's been in this position before. But, and again, not doubting my pick, but she's never been put in a position with the same pressure with such an animal like Nunes. We're going to see Ronda Rousey, Amanda Nunes going at it December 30th. And on that fight card, also Cain Velasquez and Verdum going at it one more time. So, you know, we, we've got to see what happens with that fight. We'll talk about that next week as we, uh, again, approach December 30th. The UFC, the Roman show returns next week. I know the reality show is off uh, for the next two weeks, but we will be on 
next week here on The Roman Show talking about some pro wrestling, MMA, and uh, a little bit of so much more, including guys blowing up themselves with firecrackers. I'm still showing you that video. But I want to let everyone uh, to make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash rromano 201 Visit the website, theromanshow.com. Visit us our social media. Follow us, The Roman Show, on, uh, on uh, Twitter and then on Instagram and Facebook. That's Roman Show Media. Check it out. We got great interviews. And we got a lot of things lined up for 2017. Again, a lot of interviews, especially full coverage of WrestleMania in Orlando, which I know you and I are going to be going live, um, both on Blog Talk and uh, on our Facebook account. Oh yeah, and I can't wait for that. Those are always memorial. Oh, you remember the first, the, the one of the, the, the videos where all the guys ganged up on you? Yeah, you were drunk. I was not. I didn't even have not one drink. You were. Dr- no, wait, yeah, I'm confusing you. You were the one that was uh, uh, No, me. I'm confusing you for our behind-the-scenes guy, Ranger Joe. Ranger Ho... I mean, Joe, sorry. Ranger <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you call him? <laughs> I don't know. Ranger man. what? They've they, they been calling him Slippery Fingers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to keep on drinking my citrus martini over here, and... That, wait a minute. I'm, I, I just remembered one thing. You're forgetting something. It's time. It's time for the dashing emails. Let's bring it right before we wrap the show. Okay, let's go ahead. Let's read the emails here. Let's see. Which one should I select? Which one should I select? Hmm. There we go. Here, Here we go. Dear George, I've been calling my girlfriend for the last week, and she hasn't answered my calls. What do I do to make her answer my calls? Love, Johnny, first off, stop writing love to a man, Johnny. You don't put love, Johnny, to a man. Rule number one. Rule number two, move on. She probably can't stand you. You know what? The fact of the matter is, is this, Johnny. If you're on a Nokia Okay, that just proves to me that you can't, if you can't satisfy yourself, what makes you think you could satisfy her? Move on. Find yourself another girl, maybe that she's on Cricket Wireless or something. That, that'll probably help. That's your advice from the Dashing One. And you can get more advice from the Dashing One by sending an email at info at theromanshow.com. He'll read your letter right here on The Roman Show and give you his very respectable advice just don't write love please no no love especially from a man if it's from a woman i understand but a man please no all right guys well we'll catch you right here in the roman show next week uh the roman show.com check it out all the time that's all the time we got for you on this episode we'll catch you right here on the roman show you have been on you have been on.